Welcome to the podcast. Um, I've not done one of these for a while, which is a solo cast, uh, which is kind of me giving you my thoughts on a movie not long after I have seen it. Um, also, hence the sound quality, I'm recording this in my car. Uh, what movie have I seen? Well, uh, what movie have I seen? I've seen Top Gun Maverick. Um, for those of you who don't know, bit of framing here, Top Gun is my second favourite film of all time. Yes, to much mockery uh, over the time from my colleague Ross and, and many others. Um, I have always rated Top Gun as an absolute classic of a movie. And I stand by that. I re-watched Top Gun a couple of days before I watched Top Gun Maverick. And it is still one of the most enjoyable, unpretentious and silly movies ever made. 36 years later, and sadly without Tony Scott, the original director who passed away several years ago, Top Gun is back. And Tom Cruise is back. And Penny Benjamin is here, referenced in the original Top Gun film. And actually, non-CGI action is here. And that's the thing about Top Gun Maverick, right? And by the way, like, let's get this out of the way. I adore this film. I thought Top Gun Maverick was everything I wanted it to be, and probably some more. And, and you know, this film is getting rave reviews across the board. As I record this, it's 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, it's fair to say that it has landed well. Uh, Top Gun Maverick has stuck the landing, one might say. Um, but, for me, what made this film special? And did I say? Yeah, I did. I think I said it. I love this film, right? I love it. It's great. It's a really, really good film. It is a proper blockbuster. But what made this entertaining for me is it does something I have not seen in a blockbuster movie in a long time. Reality. This film is not reliant on CGI. This film is not reliant on green screens. This film is not reliant on people standing on a set with a make-believe background. And I've forgotten how much I adore that. How much we need that. How much more interesting and real it makes the movie. Because, you know, if I look back at Doctor Strange 2, and I gave Doctor Strange like a 6 out of 10 when I, when I um, saw it originally. But now I kind of look back at it, I'm kind of so much cooler on that film now. Because ultimately, it had no heart, it had no soul. It was just a bunch of lifeless CGI action around a, a pretty uninspired plot, around a pretty uninspired world. And, do you know what? And, and, and on that note, by the way, everything, everywhere, all at once, did what Doctor Strange 2 should have done, um, and for like a literal tenth of its budget. And again, another film that did things mostly for real. So, in Top Gun Maverick, you have the actors actually in fire jets, being flown around. You have Tom Cruise flying planes. You have all of this insane stuff. But it's all real. There's a sense of danger, a sense of threat, a sense of weight to everything you see. And that, for me, just makes it something special. It makes it something different. So beyond this, and, and you know, looking beyond kind of that part of the film, um, what else does Top Gun Maverick do right? Well, look, it's well-paced. It's got some great dra uh, dramatic moments. It's funnier than most comedies I have seen this year. And it is definitely not a comedy. But, but for me, what makes it work so well is it plays, it pays reverence to Top Gun. But it does it in a smart way. It knows when it needs to play reverence and it knows when it needs to be its own film. 
It doesn't make any secret of the fact Tom Cruise is getting on a little bit in age. It doesn't make any secret of the fact that, you know, these young fighters are coming in and, you know, Cruise is of a very different era to them. It is, in itself, a really, really entertaining blockbuster of the type that I haven't seen in a long time. In fact, probably, the, the, the best analogue for this film is, is Mad Max Fury Road, right? Which is, again, another film. Everything done for real. Limitless, limited CGI. Everything in camera, on set, or on location, actually happening. But if you kind of put all of that together, um, you get a film that actually, not unlike Mad Max Fury Road, could well define this generation for blockbusters. You might think, oh, Phil, you're just biased because you love Top Gun. And do you know what? I am. I'm absolutely biased because I absolutely love Top Gun. But that doesn't stop Top Gun Maverick from being a really good, really entertaining, and really enjoyable film. The one tip I would say is if you are going to go and see Top Gun Maverick, see it on the biggest screen possible. And, finally, best of all, not everything's in the trailer. It looks like everything's in the trailer, but actually it's not. And I like that as well, because that gives you a sense of, again, filmmakers that knew what they needed to do to get people in the door, but actually left a little something, just, you know, something that you hadn't seen in the trailer. And that made it even better, right? Because just when you thought you'd seen everything, you were like, oh, actually, uh, interesting. So look, a smart trailer, smart marketing, a brilliantly entertaining film. Uh, it will definitely be in my top two or three this year, unless something phenomenal comes along. And, and let's be honest, looking at the rest of this year, that's probably not likely. Uh, I don't think Jurassic World Dominion is going to touch that. So go and see Top Gun Maverick. It is absolutely one of the best blockbusters I've seen in years. It is. It will be as defining to this decade of blockbusters as Mad Max Fury Road was to it. Um, it's a film that I absolutely adore, and I quite happily stand by a 5 out of 5 rating of this film. Top Gun Maverick is in cinemas now, and yeah, do you know what? So should you be. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a regular podcast pretty soon. Bye.